Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. I am John Laredo, your host, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading other people. So you know I love to bring real-life experiences and stories to this show to illustrate different leadership topics, and today's story has to do with me going out to dinner. And uh, I went to a restaurant, great place, and uh, sat at the bar. I like to eat dinner a lot of times sitting at a bar. It's more usually better service, I think, and it's kind of a cool atmosphere and blah, 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 blah. Anyways, um, so I, I sit down at the bar and uh, I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and uh, nobody's coming over. Nobody's taking my order or asking if I want to drink or anything like that. And um, I noticed that there's a few bartenders in the bar, uh, behind the bar, a large amount of bartenders behind the bar, and there's actually not that many people sitting around the bar. I counted at one point, there were seven people, employees, whatever, bartenders, barbacks, whatever, working behind the bar at one moment, and none of them were coming up to me. None of them were asking me, if I wanted anything. And I'm thinking, okay, this is really perplexing. So I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited. And eventually somebody came up to me and took my order. But it just got me totally behind, beyond perplexed and frustrated and not wanting to go back there. It also got me thinking about a really common problem in business and in that leader's face. And it's called diffusion of responsibility, which in essence is when you have multiple people that could potentially take on a responsibility, but it's not necessarily directed at them specifically. When they're in a group and there's multiple people, they will assume that it's somebody else's responsibility or somebody else will do it or somebody else has done it. They ultimately have less direct accountability and responsibility. They choose to take less. And I'll give you a bunch of different examples. And I had a friend recently, and this he had told me this situation. I'm like, ah, diffusion of responsibility. Uh, he has was closing on a house, and there were multiple, I think there were five attorneys between the attorney and the paralegals and everything that were involved in this process. And they missed one thing on the paperwork, and it had to get pushed back like a week, the closing. So now you're affecting people's lives. You're affecting a major financial transaction because of what I assume to be diffusion responsibility. You got multiple people. They certainly should have caught this omission on the paperwork. Nobody did because probably nobody specifically was put in charge of that document or that paperwork and reviewing that. So diffusion responsibility again, and there's all different kinds of examples. Um, you know, I know if I am on a group text or group email, 
I am much less likely to respond to it. And oftentimes I just don't because it's a group email. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to respond to it. Uh, I also know when I'm sending those, sending a group email, uh, the response rate is going to be significantly low because of diffusion responsibility. I know if I took the same email and cut and paste and just sent it to each member and supposed to 20 people on one email, I sent that same email 20 times, I'm probably going to get 18, 19, 20 responses because they, I'm just asking them specifically a question. But if I put it out to their the group, I'm probably going to get one, two, three, four, maybe. So my results there have gone up five, six, seven times by just changing the format of how I do it. There's a great strategy of how I eliminate diffusion responsibility. So the question I'm throwing out to you is, okay, think about your own life, your own organization. Where does this come up? What kind of situations does diffusion responsibility come up? I don't know. Hey, as a parent, you have kids. Are there situations like that? Of course. Hey, I don't know. Why is there dishes in the uh, in the sink that's been sitting here? Well, everybody thinks everybody else is going to do it or dad's going to do it or mom's going to do it, whatever. Um, diffusion responsibility. Hey, I'm a coach of a soccer team and somebody forgot to schedule the uh, practice field or whatever. Maybe there were multiple people. It's a coach, the assistant coach, whatever. Uh, we forgot to communicate that the practice was going to push back till 630. Well, was there one person in charge of that or two or three or four? You got all kinds of situations. Unfortunately, it happens not just in business or sports or family, but it can even cause disasters. There have been plane crashes because multiple pilots were involved and they each thought the other had covered something or looked at something or checked something or was changing a um, or uh, taking a step or action or communicating something. All kinds of situations. You see that in hospitals with surgery uh, uh, procedures where, again, uh, diffusion responsibility, when it's not been crystal clear on who's doing something, sometimes things can get overlooked and there's measures in place. And, and our medical profession does a phenomenal job of using checklists. There's a great book called Checklist Manifesto, which was, I think, written by a surgeon of the importance of using checklists and making sure that each person is assigned a task. That's to avoid diffusion responsibility. It's also to avoid missing something because even the simplest things sometimes we forget, even though we've done it a million times, unless we've got it written down and we're looking at it and double checking. So, uh, you know, and I know I do presentations all the time, virtual ones on stages. When I'm speaking to a group of, uh, you know, 10 people, I can get a lot of engagement because my eyes are looking right at them. If I'm speaking to a group of a thousand people, you know, I'm looking at a big, vast audience. What's the chances if I throw out a question? Hey, who can tell me this? Yeah, you know, there's going to be some more vocal people. So there's usually going to be somebody that uh, shouts out, but it's less likely I'm going to get a lot of people to react or respond or shout something out because same hey, diffusion responsibility. So my challenge to you is to think about how this plays a part in your organization. Think about what parts of your organization as a leader that you might have a lack of clarity around a specific role. Who owns that? Okay, so, you know, who owns your social media? Who puts up posts? Who's allowed to put up posts? Uh, who owns your compliance or who owns the processes or quality and, uh, control and inspection? Uh, who owns the budget? Uh, who owns the uh, uh, the creation of new ideas or who owns the setting up of meetings or communication or all kinds of stuff? Who owns performance management? I mean, there's all different kinds of things that sometimes can get lost in the mix 
without specifically taking the time to say, hey, you own this. I saw a study that was done, uh, and you've probably seen this uh, yourself, where they'll have, it's a video, it's a social experiment where somebody in a crowded street in New York or anywhere in a crowded street, could be literally as crowded as like a Times Square, uh, somebody will lie down on the ground uh, pretending to be hurt or something like that, and how many people don't do anything? Now, they've also played around with, okay, how's that person dressed? Are they dressed professionally? Are they dressed uh, you know, casually? Whatever, that does have an impact. And that's just something else about society, I think, in general. But most people will walk right by and in some cases right over a person, even though they might look like they're having, you know, they're passed out or something like that in the middle of the street. They just assume, listen, there's other people here. This is not my responsibility. And I'm not going after, you know, our good natured uh, ways and whatnot and and how, um, you know, our lack of willingness to help people. I truly, that's not the case. I think most people there truly do care about people and want to make sure and would if they were in that situation and it was one-on-one or just a small group, they would actually act. But just the fact that you put more people in that situation, it's like we've been driving down a road and there's an accident. I don't know. Sometimes you stop and make sure people are okay uh, or they're pulled over on the side of the road. Sometimes you don't. If you got on a busy road or got a lot of other cars going by, you assume somebody else uh, is has got it. So my point is in business, this comes up a lot and there are times and places in your business that is affected and your speed at which you're operating or your production or your revenue, your profits or your quality control is affected because of the fact you have diffusion responsibility. If you run a restaurant, okay, who's in charge? Who's going to take that customer's order? If you're not, that's the basics of the business. Yeah, the bar, the restaurant can look fantastic. It can be clean as can be. The glasses can be all restocked. But if nobody's taking the orders of the customers, guess what? You're not going to have customers. You're going to have all the clean glasses you want. You're not going to have a business. So that's how businesses fail. They lose sight in the most important thing. Hey, if I'm flying a plane... The most important thing and really the only thing that matters is that plane is flying. I cannot lose sight of flying the plane. It does not matter what else is happening. The most important critical task at all times is flying the plane. And sometimes diffusion responsibility takes our eyes off of what is most important. And that's my point with today's episode. So uh, food for thought, get the wheels turning. I'd love to hear from you in your own situations or observations or your own case scenarios. I know some of you I've uh, had direct conversations with about this issue before. So as always, I like to bring these topics to uh, the forefront and share it with everybody as a learning when I get a chance to talk and learn from you and get to share with other people. So hopefully this has been helpful for you. Please subscribe, share, like, comment, all that kind of good stuff. Go to my YouTube channel, Tomorrow's Leader, and make sure you subscribe and give a review. I love your reviews, those five-star reviews. Please give them and uh, put down your comments there as well. And for now, have a great day. Look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader. For suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching, reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Thanks. Lead on.